0: Read the book or seen the movie Unbroken, then you know the story of Louis Zamperini, the Olympian turned World War II prisoner of war, turned evangelical Christian. Perhaps one of the most unbelievable parts of his story, and you know his is quite a remarkable story, comes after he went to Nazi Germany to compete in the Olympics. After his plane broke down over the Pacific Ocean, and he spent 47 days floating on a raft. After his spirit-breaking ordeal as prisoner of war in Japan. After all of this, Zamperini came home. And there he struggled. He struggled with alcoholism. He struggled with an inability to forgive his captors. And he struggled with depression. One day his wife dragged him to a revival led by Billy Graham. And that day he was transformed. He recommitted himself to Christ. And he said from that moment on, he never took another drink. He never had another nightmare. And he was able to forgive his captors once and for all. Now, I think that story of conversion is quite miraculous. On the level of the miracle um, that we read about today in the Gospel of Luke, in which Jesus raises the widow's son. If this story is not a miracle, I don't know what is. And it's a classic conversion story that we're familiar with, one in which a person has accepted Jesus as his Lord and Savior, um, is then changed forever. Now, Louis Zamperini's story is very inspiring, but I have to tell you that conversion stories like his have always felt far from my own experience. Now, I grew up in Houston, suburban Houston, definitely the South, and I was definitely exposed to evangelical faith. But since our family attended an Episcopal church, much like St. John's, it was in downtown Houston— I felt like somewhat of an outsider as I observed my friends' evangelical religious experiences. I will always remember attending a revival in high school at one of the biggest Baptist churches in Houston. One of my, when some of my friends responded to the altar call, the moment in which they prayed pray the prayer, accepting Jesus as their Lord and Savior, I was mostly puzzled. <laughs> by all of the crying, the emotional hugs. Mostly, I couldn't understand why I needed to be saved. I racked my mind, wondering what was wrong with me, what I had done, why I couldn't think of the reason that I needed to be saved. In retrospect, the most obvious sin that I can think of, my goody-two-shoes self at age 15, the most obvious sin that I could think of was other than you know, at times treating my younger sister not so nicely, was stealing an eraser from an elementary school book fair. Of course, that doesn't mean that I didn't and I don't need the saving love of Christ in my life. It's just that my conversion has been much different from Louis Zamperini's. My conversion has been a slow process over my lifetime, and I can point to some moments in my life when my conversion began to happen and was happening. I can point to my experience of going to church as a child and feeling so loved and accepted there. A moment, uh, a summer in which I went on a mission trip in ninth grade to Honduras. I remember moments when friends I made in the Episcopal chaplaincy in college reached out to me at a time when I was struggling, a summer when I spent uh, picking watermelons with migrant farm workers, my experience as a youth minister, of course my ordination. If you haven't already figured it out, today we're talking about conversion. Paul, in his letter to the Galatians, tells his own account of his conversion— And the story that Paul tells about himself is somewhat different from the more familiar account that we usually and are familiar with in the Acts of the Apostles. In Acts, the story about how Saul of of Tarsus became Paul is a much more dramatic and potentially emotional story than the one we find in Galatians. In Acts, it's The story is complete with a blinding, flashing light, God's voice booming from heaven. In contrast, as Paul describes the moment when he received the gospel, you notice he doesn't mention anything at all about his experience on the road to Damascus. In fact, he doesn't use the word conversion. He doesn't even seem regretful about his past persecution of the church. Paul mentions his... Earlier life in Judaism, notice, which implies that he has a current life in Judaism. The way that Paul tells his story, it sounds like his change from persecutor of the church to preacher of the gospel is an almost, almost seamless transition, one that God had planned all along. God set Paul free- apart before he was born, to proclaim the gospel to all nations. God called Paul through his grace. And only when God decided was it best, God revealed the gospel to Paul. So you've just heard three conversion stories. Three different ways that God, in his grace, calls his children. Where does your story fit in? Is your story one of a miraculous conversion like Louis Zamperini's? Is your conversion more of a long, slow, ongoing process like mine? Is your story like Paul's, dramatic, passionate, seamless? Or is your story completely different? My point in sharing these three different stories with you today is to remind you that there is no one formula for conversion to the gospel. There is only your story. And my story. And Paul's story. And Paul tells his story not to impose some kind of conversion formula upon the Galatians or anyone else. But to share the difference that knowing Christ makes in his own life. And what is the difference that knowing Christ Makes in Paul's life. Well, I have some homework for you today. I'd like you to go home when you have a free moment and read the letter of Paul's letter to the Galatians to find out what difference Christ made in Paul's life. It'll only take you 30 minutes, maybe an hour if you have a study Bible and you really want to do- delve into it. We'll be reading portions of this letter over the next month in church. But there's nothing like sitting down and reading the whole thing all at once. To give you a preview, Paul is so angry, so passionate in this letter that it's really quite funny. He writes to the Galatians with this passion because since he left the Galatians, since he spent time with them, new missionaries have arrived in Galatia. And they are preaching a very different message than the one Paul shared with them. Now we have no concrete proof about what these missionaries taught, but it is clear that the missionaries are teaching to the Gentile, to the to the Galatians who are Gentiles, that in order to really be Christian, they must be circumcised. And of course, circumcision was a sign of acceptance of the whole Jewish law. And so Paul, remember that Paul was a Jew and probably still considers himself to be a Jew, is incensed that his beloved community in Galatia is being taught that they need to be circumcised. So spend some time reading and studying Paul's letter to the Galatians, and you will see that knowing Christ changed everything for Paul stop at nothing, nothing, to tell the Galatians and to tell the whole world that knowing Christ changes everything for us as well. The conversion story, uh, Paul shares his conversion story, the story of his earlier life in in Judaism, and the story of how he received the gospel as proof of his authority, as missionary, as the missionary of The gospel. And the message of the gospel is that because God has acted through his Son Jesus Christ, grace abounds. As Paul writes at the end of his letter for neither circumcision nor uncircumcision is anything, but a new creation is everything. When we receive the gospel, allowing the same God who acted through Jesus Christ, who acted through Paul, to act through us. We are converted, we are called, and we become a new creation. The point is that no matter our story, God can use it. God will use it. Because God calls each and every one of us. God said. Paul apart before he was born. God set our baptismal candidates apart before they were born. Emerson, Natalia, and Anderson. And God set you and me apart before we were born. Who knows how God is going to use your life, your earlier life, and your past life, and your future life, But there is no question. Knowing Christ makes all the difference. Amen.